Welcome to the Market Week in Review for the week ending November 13th, 2020. I'm Julie Zhang, and I'm joined today by our Director, Senior Investment Strategist, Paul Eidelman. Hey, Paul. Wonderful to see you. Yeah, you too. Good morning, Julie. Good morning. On today's call, we're going to cover three topics. Uh, the first is UK's second lockdown and what this could mean for global recovery trajectory. The second is the vaccine news impact. And third is, does the economy care about the election anymore? Um, so let's get started. Uh, so the first one on the UK undergoing its second lockdown, fears of renewed recession are on the rise as other countries face similar infection rates. What could this mean for the global recovery trajectory, in your opinion, Paul? Well, I think it's useful to think about two phases of the global recovery in the year ahead. The first is sort of what happens over the next three months, and that kind of gets into some of the issues that you're alluding to around a spike in, in COVID infections. Uh, and then the second bit is what happens into 2021 uh, on what we think is a pretty powerful early cycle recovery phase that can generate a lot of above-trend growth. Um, but the, the next three months or so will be quite choppy for the reasons you mentioned. Uh, we're going into the nor Northern Hemisphere winter. Uh, COVID infections have really spiked uh, both in, in Europe and in, in the United States. And uh, in Europe in particular, we're seeing a reimposition of at least partial lockdowns. They're not quite as severe as what we saw in, in March and April. But the UK, mm -hmm. Germany, France, Italy, a number of countries have kind of partially restricted mobility again. And we know from March and April that that can be quite damaging to economic performance. And so it's not unreasonable to think about in Europe the possibility of negative real GDP growth in the fourth quarter. Um, the good news, however, I think if we were to kind of look for a silver lining here in the near term is that with these recent restrictions, it looks like, and, and this is tentative evidence, but it, it looks like the new infections in Europe are starting to kind of crest out at a high level, uh, particularly in, in Germany and the United Kingdom. And so you obviously can't declare victory at this early stage, but that at least suggests some early evidence that the partial lockdowns are having a positive impact on slowing down the virus. So I think that'll be an important watch point for investors in the next several weeks. In the United States, it's a bit more complicated just because we don't make those lockdown restrictions at the national level. They tend to be localized. Mm -hmm decisions. But again, the, the virus cases are picking up quite quickly and there's a threat of uh, slightly slower growth in the United States in the, in the fourth quarter as well. I think what we're more focused on and I think what we're encouraging our clients to be more focused on is the medium term outlook here. And as we transition into 2021, uh, you kind of mentioned this in terms of some of the other topics that we'll talk about, but there are potentially some medical breakthroughs that could be very influential in terms of the recovery path going forward, allowing some dislocated sectors like restaurants, uh, leisure, hospitality, travel, et cetera, uh, to act as a bit of a coiled spring and bounce back and generate really good growth in 2021. And so I think that's what we're more focused on here is the medium to longer term view, which we believe is a positive one. And so with our clients, we've been advocating uh, that longer term focus and, and trying to stay invested through this volatility and noise that we're likely to have over the next couple of months. 
Thanks, Paul. Let's uh, keep going on that silver lining there. So you're absolutely right. You know, at the same time as some of these lockdowns, hopefully we're seeing some success from that. We're also hearing a lot of optimistic news around vaccines and the market certainly reacted really positively. And we even saw implications that had earlier on this week on value and growth investing. So do we believe that the markets are overshooting that at this point or, or how would you react to the market reactions? I don't think it was an overshooting. It was just very, very significant positive news. On on Monday, Pfizer released sort of the interim efficacy results from their phase three clinical trial. And it was great news in that the vaccine proves effective, but even more so for financial markets, it was a positive surprise in terms of just how effective it was with uh, 90% plus efficacy in preventing uh, infections from COVID. And it's hard to benchmark exactly where the consensus was around the vaccine, but the biopharmaceutical analysts that we've read seem to have been penciling in an efficacy result closer uh, to a number in the 60% range, plus or minus. So a pretty big uh, positive surprise there. And I would kind of add to that, um, that scientists are, are telling us that you can extrapolate some probability of success from Pfizer onto other vaccine candidates as well, particularly Moderna's um, candidate who has a very similar technology platform. And Moderna is also very, very close to uh, releasing their own um, clinical trial results. And so I think the bottom line is this is really good news uh, about uh, sort of medical breakthroughs. Equity markets were strong again on the week after a very strong week last week. MSCI All Country World Index was up about 2% on the week through Friday morning. But the bigger news was kind of under the surface of that uh, within equity styles. And for most of 2020, there's been this sort of perceived narrative in the market uh, that investors have been flocking to the sort of quote, stay at home trade, the perceived Mm -hmm. safety of technology companies whose uh, business models haven't been as impacted by the coronavirus. But with this sort of medical breakthrough and the positive surprise on Monday, we saw a really significant rotation within the equity market towards uh, value stocks and more of a reopening narrative. And so on Monday, when uh, the Pfizer data came out uh, for global equities for the MSCI All Country World Index, value outperformed growth by 560 basis points, which is a really, really big spread. It's actually the biggest outperformance between value and growth uh, in the history of the sort of 20 plus years of data that I have access to. And so We've been talking for some time about kind of this compelling relative valuation opportunity in the favor of discounted stocks and the possibility that either medical breakthroughs or broadening of the economic recovery could benefit them. And I think this was a really nice catalyst for that opportunity to play out uh, over the week. And I think we're, we're hopeful and expecting that there are uh, there is the possibility for further gains in the year ahead with the outlook that we talked about. It'll definitely be interesting to keep an eye out on that rotation play. Um, so, so there's been a lot of talks in the markets performing badly. If Biden got elected, then markets performed fine with the use of a split government. So do we foresee continued short-term market volatility at this point as a result of the election going into the new year? I think the election as an issue is fading to the back burner a little bit. It, it appears as though... Uh, Joe Biden will become or is now the president-elect based on the results that are continuing to come in from a number of states. Uh, There was some anxiety about what a Biden victory might mean, given his uh, proposals to raise corporate taxes in particular. But with 
what appears to be a divided government, his ability to actually push through a tax agenda is severely limited. And so I think that's created a sort of nice middle ground for financial markets to kind of look through and focus on the bigger issues of what's happening with vaccines, what's happening with the virus and, and what's happening with the economic recovery here. Um, there is some uh, potential still remaining uh, for U.S. politics to impact financial markets. And our, our chief investment strategist, Eric Ristabin, wrote about this in his blog this week. But the Senate power and the control of Congress is not totally a done deal yet. There are two uh, Georgia runoff elections scheduled for early mm-hmm. January. If Democrats sort of surprised and won both of those, there's still an outside chance that they could have full control of, of government. So probably still some catalysts and watch points around U.S. politics for the next couple of months. But I think just in terms of where the probabilities have shifted, uh, the market's been able to look through uh, U.S. election risk, particularly as uh, the likelihood of corporate tax hikes has gone away. Great. Thank you for that assessment. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Paul, and for sharing your insights. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you and your family stay healthy and safe. See you next time.